Welcome back to the Cinema Cult Network. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Hanto. And today marks our conclusion of our martial arts month uh, with Hanto's pick. Hanto, what did you pick? We're picking, or I'm I'm picking. You, you. <laughs> Sorry. What, where, what are we picking? <laughs> the street, the Street Fighter from 1974. <laughs> <laughs> <The> Solid delivery. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. I like, nah. I like the nervousness in the voice. I'm tired. The Street Fighter from 1974, <laughs> starring Sonny Chiba. That cool. No, that man. That's that's great. I, that's a killer intro. Uh, <laughs> that's a, <laughs> and that's cinema cult. <laughs> you would think we weren't recording in separate locations right now. <laughs> so yeah, we are recording remotely due to uh, everything that's still ongoing. Um, with the pandemic, um, so we're just trying to play it safe still. Yeah, what, a weird, what a weird sentence to say that. Playing yeah, it safe, hey weird. guys, we're just playing it safe. Yeah, yeah. Just no, but just to say, like, hey, due to the pandemic, yeah. like that's so weird. Hey, we're recording from our each of our own bunkers. So Street Fighter, um, we have all seen this before, correct? I've seen it one yeah, uh, time. I've never seen it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I used to own it. Um, this is maybe the second or third time I've seen it. So cool. Jesus, um, really? Wait, what? We mean hold what? on. <laughs> this is not no. You okay? You you contacted me <laughs> like a couple of days ago when we had to watch this movie, the podcast, and you asked me if it was any good. <laughs> Did you yeah, really? Like, and then you go on the podcast and you're like, "Yeah, I've seen it like uh, ten or fifteen times." <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember any. It's been years since I've it's, seen this movie. I think the last time I saw it was probably 2006. Yeah, it's probably been over 15 years for me. Let me ask you guys, what version did you watch? Did you guys watch the X-rated version? I watched the shittily subtitled version on Amazon. Oh, so you didn't get to see the X? X, Yeah, that's no. he watched the same one. He watched the same one. Is it? Is that the X version? Yeah, because I watched the Amazon version as well. There's only one on there. It's 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 the non-rated version. Gotcha. There's a there's a good uh, subtitle version I found on YouTube, oh, like good quality and everything. Lucky you, man. Thanks yeah, and it was the and it was the X-rated version. Thanks too. for sharing. Who's breathing very heavily? Uh, it's not, probably Matt. <laughs> no, it's honestly not me. I don't know who it is, but it's coming. I don't. I don't, I don't breathe. So I can. I Chris, can, if you, Chris, I can, I can tell by not, lo- I can tell by looking at Discord. <laughs> Chris, if you're oh, not yeah. hearing it, it's on your end, dude. <laughs> Okay, um, so Street Fighter. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Chris, where are you right now, man? Just sitting in, in room? the Himalaya Mountains. I know it's like super windy coming from your audio. It's like <laughs> on top it's of weird. Everest. Can't get the Corona up here. Freeze it to death. <laughs> Actually, the version I watched on Amazon that was pretty um, dubbed, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was dubbed. The subtitles were atrocious. Let me okay. Let me ask you guys then. This will be the giveaway. Was Terry, there a, yeah. Terry, <laughs> was there a penis removal scene? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a pretty violent penis removal scene. Yeah, he removed his his uh dick. <laughs> no, oh, we yeah. watched we watched the non-violent penis oh, okay. removal scene. I'm just making sure. I, I feel like that would be the that would be the X-rated right there. That's where the uh, that's how they got it. So. Right. Yeah, that's um, not rated and X-rated is pretty much the same thing. I think so. Yeah. Um, so to start off the podcast, what, okay, so it came out in 1974. I have no news on a budget, and I have no news on uh, or facts for uh, how much it took in. So we can't play that game this Aww. week. Um, the only game we can play is what does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? Seventy-two percent. Damn it! Seventy-three percent. Matt wins eighty percent. You bastard! Oh wow! 
It's got an 80%. That's pretty high. That's a coward it move, man. <laughs> Not to say it's... A, I know, dude. Well, I was going to say 72. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's how you get to play every week, man. Every time we do an episode... Matt, you get to pick one. next so I can pick the oh, one after dude, you. <laughs> it's, been the new, it's been the new game that I've been doing. If you if you listen back to like the last like uh, five episodes yeah, or so... Yeah, because I, stupid, like... <laughs> I stupidly answer first and then let you pick. <laughs> dude i just i just i just go with the percentage that's real close to haunting and they either it's go smart. Like one one above or one below i should have <laughs> said i should have said what i had written in my my uh my word doc it was 74 percent oh, but then man. matt was matt, then matt was gonna be like no i picked 75 percent cool dude you're the guy outside of the horse races that's complaining <laughs> about the game matt's doing uh prices right i would have won <laughs> yeah i would have won if i just would have said <laughs> if i would have voted this horse to win <laughs> All right, so Hanto, take us through some of the cast and crew of Street Fighter. So I'm going to like totally butcher all these names because they're I all... I cannot wait for this. <laughs> it's a Japanese movie with an all-Japanese cast. We have it... The Street Fighter was directed by Shikiro Ozawa, and he's notable for uh, directing all of the Street Fighter movies, including the spinoff um, Sister Street Fighter, the fifth level. It's called Sister Street Fighter, fifth level fist. We have it starring. Oh, you mean, wait, you mean uh, Sister Sister Street Fighter? Sister with Sister the, Street uh, Fighter with the, the twin girls. Oh, sister, like sister. Tamara and Tia and Tamara. Yeah, there you go. Nice, 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 nice. Cool. Um, the movie stars Sunny Chiba as Terry. Um, and what's kind of interesting about uh, Sunny Chiba is that he was originally a gymnast in his younger years, and he was actually about to join the Olympic team back in, I think it was back in like the seventies maybe. Or no, back in the probably the late sixties. But he was sidelined with a serious back injury. But basically after his or during his injury while he's recovering, he began studying martial arts. And to to this day he actually holds several black belts in different different types of martial arts. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh and basically he's notable for like basically all three Street Fighter movies. He makes an appearance in a um in Sister Street Fighter, which is a spinoff, but he doesn't reprise his role as Terry. It's like a new character. Oh, um, kind of like the way Arnold does in yeah, Virginia. I guess yeah, it's pretty much the equivalent. I would I would think. And then we know him most probably most notably from Kill Bill Volume One as Hattori Hanzo. And then he makes an appearance in probably the best Fast and the Furious movie, Tokyo Drift. Wait, who's he in Tokyo Drift? He plays. Um, I think he's like the like the former Drift King, the DK. Oh, you mean the uh, the kid that's in high school, the main character? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the he plays the, he plays the titular American kid. <laughs> I did not. I don't remember him in uh, I'm twelve. He's uh <laughs> he's at the very end. He shows up at the very end, basically. When uh after the kid basically wins the race, he's like the leader of the yakuza, and he's like, okay, you can live. I don't know. I can't remember that movie, even though it's my. Oh, cool, though. man! That was that was intense. <laughs> <laughs> a dramatic reading by Hansa. <laughs> that was an actual clip from the movie. Come on, <laughs> you you can live. Yeah, you I could guess. you could live. Yeah. I guess cool. The end. That's cool. <laughs> uh, we have a actor who is named Masashi Ishibashi, who plays the basically I would think was like the main villain. He's the last guy. Uh, Sonny Chiba fights in this movie and he's basically notable for starring as several different villains in a, a show called Sentai which is basically what the Power Rangers is based off of oh, okay cool I knew yeah. I recognized when you said that that name oh really 
I have, Sen- I've, oh, is it no. Sen- oh the, the actor? I was like, that's a no, very... This, the, the show Sentai. <laughs> yeah, Sentai, like, uh, Sentai is... Uh, it's basically power, like Power Rangers. Like, yeah. if you look at clips, it's it's like they're designed the same way. If you remember, like, the, the Putty Patrol, uh, like the bad guys that they fight, like the little henchmen, they have, like, a variation, but they're played by, like, actual people in, in the TV show. But isn't that the show that... Like every time they do action sequences in Power Rangers, or they used to back in the nineties, yeah, isn't that the show that they ripped the action sequences I from? Th- and then I think like Power Rangers, I think there was like several different everything variations. else is shot in California with the right teenagers. with the actual teenagers. Yeah, I think like yeah. like the actual Power Ranger show. I think there's several different variations of Sentai because okay. the uh, the costumes actually look different than the actual t- like the American TV show. Gotcha, but I think gotcha. they, I think they may have pulled the footage from a specific version of that because I know that the um the action sequences are actually like the Japanese show and then like the ones with the uh like the actors is like what they shot on studio in either, Yeah, yeah, either. and you can tell the difference in quality. The oh, quality's different. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a show on Netflix right now, um movies we love or shows we love, I mm-hmm. can't remember. Or no, no, toys we love. That's toys what I was we thinking love, of. Yeah. And they talk about Power Rangers, and they talk about that whole thing. I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I didn't, which I didn't is know really that until I didn't know that until like way later that it was actually like a Japanese show. Like the Power Rangers, like footage that they were using was actually yeah. Pulled, yeah. was actually pulled from like the Japanese show. Well, they talk. Yeah, I didn't know show, that either. They talk in that show about how um, Power Rangers didn't know what to do once they ran out of footage to use from. Oh, that sucks. That sh- <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So it was just Canceled. a lot of drama. That's probably when they had like a lot of drama. What's that? Wait, what? It probably had a lot of drama on the TV show just to kind of like fill the the fill the space. Yeah. Oh, with, yeah. yeah. So there was one episode where they just took a test. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile, like in order to get back in time for the test, they have to fight and save the world, and then they get back in just in time. Exactly. Nice. Uh, we have a couple other people. Uh, Utaka. And then her nickname is Doris uh, Nakajima, and she plays Sarai, who's basically like the damsel in distress. She's like the daughter of this oil baron that the Yakuza and the Mafia are after the entire movie, and the girl that Terry's protecting from everybody. Um, We have an actor named Goichi, Gerald Yamada, who plays Rakuda, who's the the weird sidekick that uh, seems like he's in love with Terry this entire movie. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering if like uh, if there, that was like a subplot. Honestly. I honestly don't know, but a lot of his interactions with Terry were often kind of like, is this guy like just in love with him or something? But I guess they kind of hint, yeah. they, they kind of go in like a they hint at some point that like basically he saved him from something in Shanghai or. Well, they keep calling each other like I was like I was wondering if there was like some kind of subtext there because they keep calling each other partners. Oh really? And it is it is very like. Uh, like what? They, um, like they don't leave each other's side, basically. Yeah, they don't leave each other's side, and then at one point, like I mean, the movie opens up with those two, and like uh, the um, the guy he, he saved is like <laughs> making him dinner, right? And making him food in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was kind of like I wonder if there was like some kind of subtext that was going on there. Could be. But then again, and, it's like like the way Batman and Robin was, you know? Right? Yeah. I think you know what they could have been doing a total like Batman and Robin type deal where Batman is like the brooding, you know. Uh, anti-hero and then he's got like the the fun loving sidekick basically yeah yeah which is kind of like what this uh this partnership is like terry Terry, Terry. Terry. um and then (laughs) next up we have uh 
Uh, Etsuko Shihomi, who plays Nachi, and that's the basically like the main villain's sister who uh, who ends up popping up throughout this movie. And she's notable because she spins off and stars in the um, the Sister Street Fighter series that spins off from this movie. Oh, okay. Yep. And then we have um, Fumio Watanabe, who plays Mata, Muta Gucci, who's basically the guy that hires Terry initially to kidnap the the daughter of the oil baron. And he's the one the one credit I saw that I recognize is that he he made an appearance in Lone Wolf and Cub Sword of Vengeance, which I think is like one of the later entries in that series. Did you uh did you end up watching you bought those on Crate, right? I did. I did. There's like eight of those movies, I think. I actually have not sat down to watch it, which I probably should since I have nothing but time <laughs> these days. I want to watch them really bad. I don't know if they're on the Criterion channel or not. Yeah, I feel like they probably are, wouldn't they? It's like probably yeah, one of the more it's... popular titles. It's like that in like Zatucci where it's oh, like I want to I want to start them, but I don't want to watch all yeah Zatuichi's. I don't want to watch is it Zatuichi yeah, or is it Tucci Zatuichi Stanley Tucci Stanley Stanley <laughs> Zatucci <laughs> the twenty plus film saga of Stanley Tucci Sam, Stanley Zatucci <laughs> I would absolutely love to watch that that series if he if he made a a series of him just a blind swordsman. <laughs> That's basically it for the cast. Um, I hope I didn't butcher their, their names too bad, but that's it. Right off the bat, before we get into this, I am going to complain about the movie. There is way too many characters in this movie. There is a lot of characters to the point where I was getting mixed up with, I think, Nachi, which is the girl, the main villain's sister. Yes. And then um, Sarai, who's like the oil baroness. And I think there's actually another character who's like in the Yakuza. And I was getting her mixed up with the, the other two of them. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like I'm glad you said that because there's so many times I'd look away for a second and look back up and I'm like, wait, who is this? Like, I was yeah. very confusing. I honestly, I have a, this problem a lot of times with like watching foreign movies. Yeah, yeah. Because I probably only know like one or two of the actors, sure. so it's like I'm trying to like recognize all these new faces. So when there's a big ensemble cast like cast like this, mm-hmm. it like I'm I'm sitting there like try it's really like a struggle to follow the story yeah because i think there's like literally let's see one two three i think there's like probably up upwards of 10 10 like characters they follow in this movie yeah, yeah it's just it's just too many yeah so that's my my first gripe before we get into the movie so um so you might have well, to help I've me always, kinda, well, i've always talked about this too like uh i don't know if you guys have the same issue but um i have a problem like following names yeah that's also especially tough with any movie, like mm-hmm. I just have trouble following names, so it's like I get it when I hear a bunch of names I've like never heard before. I'm trying to like match new names with new, with new faces. And do you think that's yeah. why sometimes in movies they like they call they just call the characters like mom, dad, like daughter, you know? Hey, yeah, they, they make do, it simple. I think they do that in uh, the Vivich. It's like mom, mother, father, and then it's like basically whatever the the names of the other characters. Why yeah. not? It's easier. Yeah. I think it's kind of like at the same time. I feel like it's either easier, but also kind of like lazy at the same time when they can't come up with like just a simple name, especially if it's like a small cast. But in this case, it's yeah. like definitely the names because I'm not terribly familiar with a lot. Of, like I love Japanese pop culture, but when it comes to like the the names, I get kind of hung up, strung up on uh, some of the the like the names of Japanese people. Okay, yeah. Imagine. So the movie starts off. I, I might need your guys' help just okay. because now I got you. scenes because um, you didn't so, watch the movie for the fifteenth time. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So the movie starts off with a man in prison and a Buddhist monk comes to visit him, which is actually Sony Chiba. And um, he pretty much is going to visit this guy before he's put on death row. Uh, and then they just randomly end up fighting. Is yeah, this is uh, it's basically Terry, which is the main character. And then this is like the guy who's about to be executed. Is and this guy's name is Jun- Junjo is like the main. Okay. And he's like technically like the main villain of this movie. Why but, don't you uh, tell us what the plot? Why don't you tell us what the plot of this movie is? This is basically. I mean, it ends. It turns up turns out to be like a revenge movie for the main killer Junjo Junjo. But in this beginning sequence, he's about to be executed for a crime. I don't think they really explained to us. And uh, Terry is basically like kind of like a mercenary for hire. He um, infiltrates the prison as a Buddhist monk that's given him basically like his last rites, I guess. But then he uses this like thing, which is like a oxygen coma punch, which allows him to like punch Junjo to the point where after a few minutes he basically just passes out and it appears that he's dead i guess and this whole scene he's like like, well he's not he's not that he's dead it's that he's hurt right oh is it just like is it just he loses yeah so he'll end up going to the hospital that's right we can't hang him if yeah we can't hang him if he's not feeling good it's it's (laughs) like it's like at the same time it's like you're gonna kill him just just hang his lifeless body (laughs) what's the difference (laughs) that's so dark it was something to do, like, yeah, it is, it's very vague, his background, because uh, it was something to do with, he killed, like, se- I think it was, like, seven fighters in a dojo. Oh, did he use that crazy martial arts martial arts that they're using in this entire movie? Yeah, it was something <laughs> like that, though. Uh, that would make sense, because that's definitely, he's definitely practicing his, his martial arts in the prison, so I think that's kind of the hint, is that he's supposed to be this, like, crazy crazy martial arts killer guy basically yeah and and they, and he gets hired by his brother and sister mm-hmm. to go in there and basically like get him out of break prison out. and the only way the only way you can break him out is by like getting him to a point where uh he's got to beat the shit out of him i think it's and, specifically called the oxygen coma punch which is like a, a yeah. technique that he applies on to this guy this killer so they go to hang this guy and they realize he's might be dying or he's sick so they transport him and meanwhile during his transport he gets intercepted or he gets he escapes correct right right and the rest of the story so this is where the story kind of confuses me i don't know exactly what's happening because this is when you get a lot of rant characters start popping up yeah everywhere. so this is just like your your cold open if you will um i think the next scene it's like the the brother of junjo and also the sister they go to like it's like they're I can't remember why they're meeting with him. Is it to like get more money to get him out of the hospital now or something that it's something like that? Yes. Yeah. But in the process, I guess like he won't accept their, their money or like the offer. It's like the job is basically complete. And then, (laughs) uh, the brother proceeds to try to fight Terry and he's kicking the ever living shit kicked out of him. Wait, 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 wait. What do you guys think happened in this scene? It's something about uh, Junjo's brother and sister. Uh, yeah, and actually, they're they're basically trying to hire uh, hire Terry to do something else, right? Well, no, they're like they hired Terry to get him out of prison, which he did. But yeah, and then they they go to tell him that like, hey, we don't have any money. Oh, that's okay. My bad. Yeah, and that's why they like get into it because he's just like he's like you need to give me the money now, and then he beats yeah. the shit out of uh, dude, out of the brother, dude. He's, 
he's dirty in this. And <laughs> Dude, I like that. Which is like, aw- which is awesome because that's what they kind of describe this character uh, is that he's like he's like a he's like the the definition of like an antihero in a way. Yeah, he's not above yeah. killing people, but he'll he has like a sense of justice to him because like in this movie, he's he's like not above killing like this brother and then selling the sister into sex slavery, which he absolutely does. But Dude, then, I know. But, and like he's oh, go ahead. He's like dishing out equal ass kicking. Dude, he both kicks men the shit. And women. He kicks the shit. I mean, even that 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 yakuza girl that I was mentioning earlier. At the yeah, end, which, when she tries shooting him, he throws a like a ninja star or like a little um, like a little knife, basically like a shuriken. It's a re- it's a re- it's a Reese's pieces. Oh, it's a Reese. Yeah, it's a Reese. It, yeah, it, it, bounce, it, it blocks it, the gun barrel. <laughs> yeah, the the chocolate melts inside the gun barrel. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And great guys. <laughs> Welcome to our Reese's Pieces podcast. <laughs> Sponsored so during, by Eminem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when when he realizes he's not going to get the money, they get into this huge fight. One of the guys accidentally jumps out of window. This is and kills this, himself. this is the brother. He bas- he tries yeah. he tries jump kicking Terry. Terry die like basically dodges, and the guy jumps out of the window to his death. And I'll tell you what, man, this blood in this movie is like pure this, exploit. It's like pure yeah. exploitation blood. It's like, yeah. uh, it's actually like Suspiria in a way. It's like the same kind of like density and like the color and everything. It's, it's got a hammer film look to yeah. it for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I've, okay, here's something interesting. I, I read about, uh, this use of color and blood in film. Mm-hmm. So, um, blood has like, it, 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 like real blood looks different in different lights. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times with older movies, they would just use the bright red color so they wouldn't have to screw around with a, like a natural red color for blood. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. The color of blood comes off different in different colored lights. So if they use a bright red blood, mm-hmm. like they don't have to use a bunch of different, uh, variations of color of blood. They can just use the bright red to blood like, to try to lighten it up in different areas, I guess. No, they just use it. Just, it's just a lazy like method of like, using blood in movies gotcha gotcha okay. that's why oh, like does that make sense chris kind of so you're just saying they just use one color of blood yeah they just use one color of blood <clears throat> of blood <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's just like so that way they don't have to screw with like different like they don't have to like say because blood's like really like a maroon color right yeah mm-hmm. but like if you put that maroon color in say like a dark setting like uh like a hammer horror film like in, it's some, not gonna in like show Dracula's up. castle. It's not going to show up as bright. It's going to look dark like chocolate. So they just purposely almost. pick up the light color so it will stick out in any scene no matter yeah. where they Yeah, so they just use it. that bright that bright red blood in older or That's really interesting. I think it works okay. because okay. I like that color. It's a nice color. So following this, we get Sony Chiba is hired. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Sony Chiba is hired to um, – uh, bring back some daughter who got kidnapped. Is that correct? No, I think it's he's hiring him to kidnap the daughter. I thought, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. this is right. yeah. I yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same where I was kind of getting like trying to figure out like some of the certain plot points that happen. It's, yeah, I, so, I, yeah. And I feel like it's all in part because the the tran- the subtitle translation was so atrocious in this movie. And I blame it. See, I uh, and I blame it. On, I blame I, it on Amazon because they left out words that they just said in brackets in Audible when it's like they're clearly just saying the names of these people. 
Yeah, I actually read about this as trivia that like the uh, subtitle version of this movie is real bad and it misses a lot of plot points. Yeah, it definitely like, does. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. The dubbed version, the dubbed version does. Okay. Gotcha. Um. So okay, I was wondering why you guys are so like confused. Yeah. I was like, uh, it was pretty straightforward dude, what was going on in dude, last. It's scene. like okay. it's like that the entire movie where they like it's like almost like every other sentence there's one word that just says inaudible. Because really, of, because the, it does the, yeah. because the subtitler just totally okay. gave up apparently. Yeah, the, the subtitle version I watch because you guys watch the dubbed version, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you yeah. watch it. You watch not, the Japanese not version. Not the sub. Or? Yeah, I watch the Japanese Damn. subtitle version. You guys watch the dubbed American version. I need to do so, that. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, uh, like, okay. If you guys have any questions about what the scenes <laughs> are, like, Matt can Matt can lead the way. For let us. me know. <laughs> yeah, I'll lead the way for you. <laughs> but yeah, so well, he goes to this guy, and uh, they're gonna hire him to kidnap the uh, the oil baron's daughter. Mm-hmm. Because she's basically inheriting all of the wealth because the oil baron just passed away or died somehow. Yeah. And uh, so she's going to be worth a lot of money. So, based, like, I guess what the – and this is the Mutaguchi is the the name of the guy that – he's almost like the middleman, right, for, like, the the sex ring because this is, like, who he meets to get money for after he sells Junjo's sister to the sex ring. Yeah. And he's like, hey, we got another job for you if you can meet with some friends of mine. And it turns out the friends are the mafia and the Yakuza. So explain how we get to this part with like the dojo fight. This is like way later on, I think. Yeah. I now I now I'm lost. <laughs> so so the what follows after the um the scene with the this like middleman, he goes and has dinner with the guests, and then it's revealed that um like once once Terry finds out that he's working with the the yakuza and the mafia, he's basically like, "There's no way I'm working with you guys." And this kind of spins off into like the next portion of the movie, where the yakuza is like, "We can't let anybody live who finds out our plan." So there's just a series of scenes where they're just selling, uh, sending out goons to try and kill Terry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I, when I, I put gym fight in my notes and that's what I meant was the gym, not the dojo. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is like, where, and this is where it immediately cuts where it's like, he needs to die. And then cut to Terry working out with his sidekick, Rakuta. And it's a very weird workout regiment. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's cool following this is that, um, one of the guys that was sent to kill him fails. Mm-hmm. And so when he meets with one of the leaders, she goes, you need to either pick, death by suicide or death by assassination right which is like kind of and, like the the ritualistic seppuku that they practice in uh in japan it's basically like it's a, die with with honor or you we can just kill you you know and it's a really cool setup but then i feel like the delivery is kind of weak because he just kind of runs away and then he like lands in the door he's like Ugh. like it's yeah, just he gets, I don't he, know. Gets, he gets lit up by that gun but uh again you know some of it's kind of like probably lost in translation because of these subtitles Oh, for sure, but I just feel like it could have had a really cool like James Bond moment, right? And I just feel like it just went like failed. a like a door opens up beneath him and he falls into like a pit or something. <laughs> yeah, something like yeah, something where yeah, something creepy. So, uh, going back to the gym, I gotta ask. This is kind of like our first instance of Terry fighting a group of people. What do you guys think of the martial arts in this movie? 
Oh, dude, okay. it is raw. <laughs> it I love is, it. It is crazy. It is well, it's a mix. Of, it's 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 a mix of karate and Chinese boxing. Yeah. Right? Then this is like the kind of the the story, the backstory you get later on with like what Terry's all about. Dude, it's great. I was I was reading some guy's blog about uh, it was martial arts movies and fighting in martial arts movies. Yeah. And he had he said that like the praise this movie is like you can really feel like the impact of a lot of the hits. Oh yeah, dude. I was like, yeah, yeah. I love awesome, like as goofy as it looks. I think that the heavy breathing that he does as he's about to like pummel the shit out of people, I think yeah. it's absolutely awesome. <laughs> oh, the way he gets like low to the ground and he starts too. like, like he kinda... breathing. Yeah, he starts breathing. He's kind of like examining the room, examining his, all the people. His feet work too. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't. Nothing about it looks fake. It looks very yeah. like authentic. And I got a pretty. Only... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say the only problem I have, I feel like the fights get better as the movie go on. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I'm not a fan of in this movie is the very first fight in the jail. And yeah. The only reason is I hate slow motion fights, dude. The, sh- the, because, the slow motion shot, and I think it's like choppy, isn't it? Well, it just looks. I don't know. It doesn't look good to me. I feel like when you do a slow motion fight scene, yeah, you you can you could easily film it while not fighting. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like it's amateurish, but at the same time. I feel like it fits the exploitation. Yeah. Um, and then, genre. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, I think it's like the worst fight in the movie, but it's still good. Although with that first fight, I got to say the introduction is awesome because I think it freeze phrases in through, uh, sorry, it freeze frames on Terry punching. I think it's like one of the prison guards in the gut and it just freeze frames. And then just says the street fighter. That is like, cool. I, do I was like, like that. that is awesome. <laughs> I do yeah. like that. Yeah. But um, how do you how do you guys feel that it matches up to the other two movies we watched for this month? I, I, well, you say that at the end, bro. Uh, no, the fighting. We're talking oh, about the fighting. fighting. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I question. think it's I think it's a lot more like you said raw, and I feel like it's a little bit more grounded in reality. Yeah, which I think helps a lot. Um, but you know, it's I think it's on par probably with like I think like End of the Dragon and this are two totally different different types of movies. I feel like Enter the Dragon is not really about fighting. It's more about Bruce Lee showing off. Right. It, it kind of is. <laughs> and I think. like, I think unfortunately. Like, I think it's like we got this hot new action star, you know, martial art, martial artist. We got to showcase yeah. his, his skill set. and Yeah, watch they, him play. And then they especially do that when he's when he's toggling between all the different weapons in that cave scene. It's kind of like the way like Michael Jordan shows off his basketball skills in Space Jam. Oh yeah, actually, that's kind of a good comparison. <laughs> that's, not, that's a joke. That's not serious. <laughs> no, I'm on. No, I think you're onto something. I'm on board with this man. I think I think End of the Dragon is totally the Space Jam of the martial arts genre. Dude, I want to see the behind the scenes footage of Michael Jordan just like on green screen talking to nobody. He's probably and he's, he's probably like I'm making more movies, uh, making more money off those Hanes commercials. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't imagine, like, even, like, for him to act, like, how mad, okay, imagine how tough this would be if, like, you've never acted in a movie before, and somebody said, hey, you're going to act in this movie, but you're going to act with things that aren't around you. Oh, God. Like, go. Especially (laughs) as a first movie, that's, like, yeah, that's impossible. Yeah. That'd be tough. Um, Tough stuff. Tough stuff, guys. Um, I will say, like, I think the fighting is, um, it kind of helps that Sonny Chuba has, like, a gymnastic background, like gymnastics background because it okay, looks like, yeah. it looks like he's actually doing some of the stuff where he's like jumping around and like hanging from things and like actually, actually doing the fighting himself and not like some stunt double. Yeah. It's very yeah. believable. Yeah. I, I buy it. 
I like so. the boots that he wears. I didn't notice the boots, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, he, <laughs> it was just kind of like no, it was just kind of out there. His outfit was really cool. I his like, his, like outfit. his like army jacket that he's wearing. Yeah, it's really random though with like the like the boots and the the high white socks like mm-hmm. rolled over, and I was like, wow, this is like not the martial arts. Yeah, uh, and then, fighting outfit that I would have thought he would have. And had. he's wearing like a total like ninjutsu like it. outfit because he's got like the arm like the arm uh like the arm yeah the arm guards the arm guards that has like the shurikens so it's like a totally weird outfit for like this mercenary but but he dude it's I think it works I like I it a lot Chris how do you cool. feel about it I think it's cool yeah I mean I don't really have a strong opinion either way on it to be honest with you no what's tough for me is I just watched. Uh, <laughs> I just watched Yojimbo yesterday. Oh, nice. And uh, which if you've never seen it, audience, excellent, excellent movie. Um, But the plot line is or Sanjuro, uh, Toshiro Mifune, Mm -hmm. has to, uh, he's he's like basically playing two rival gangs against each other. What you mean is that he's playing both sides. Both sides. (laughs) Yep. And that's a lot like the way street fighter is to a certain degree because right. there's yeah rival and he, he, it's because sunny chiba's in the middle of all this chaos and he keeps going back and forth between the like the mm-hmm. like the the mafia and yakuza yeah and then the oil baron and it's like uh things change like there's Matt, um matt i'm glad yeah. you, i'm glad you brought that up because i wrote in my note terry is kind of like Catherine zeta jones in entrapment who plays both sides <laughs> <laughs> You got it. So yeah. So we're, now that we're talking about this movie, I'm trying to remember plot points from this movie, right? Because I just watched that one. The uh, I just watched you, you and, then Jimbo you, and then you watch the and then you watch the few, for a few dollars more after that. Yeah. So now I don't even know what movie we're talking about. <laughs> I anymore. think it's it's I think it's for a few dollars more, right? Which or is it a fistful of dollars? The one that's like Fist, you know, fistful dollars. Fistful dollars. So yeah. Yeah. I, and he, who uh, he directly ripped off Yojimbo and got oh, sued for oh he did. Yeah, you, uh, oh. Kira Kurosawa made money off Sergio Leone. Dang, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they remade that into what? Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis. Yeah, Last Man Standing is yeah, it's based off Yojimbo. Like, oh, even, yeah, I even think it says based off Yojimbo. It's all like the same in thing. the credits. Mm-hmm. So Sony Chiba ends up going to this dojo where the the oil tycoon's daughter is being held, and he goes there to I guess protect her or capture. Her. Is that correct? I think it's to prove a point that he's like the man for the job pretty much because he's just okay. kicking the ever living crap out of these people just to show that like, Hey, I can protect this girl for a sum of money basically. Well, yeah. And then he ends up challenging the entire dojo to a fight for some reason. Yeah. And then he almost um, gets bested by this, <laughs> this stout, uh, looking karate master. Yeah, what happens here with this backstory? So this is where it's like, like Matt was saying, this is like where you kind of see, you get like an introduction or like a background history on that Terry is the son of the guy who developed this like martial arts style that's like supposed to be incredible. And it's a mixture between, what is it? um, Karate and Chinese boxing. Yeah, that's correct. So you see, isn't this where the scene where you get like, uh, you you see Terry when he's a kid? And he basically witnesses his dad's execution by Japanese soldiers. Dude, this is violent. It is brutal. Uh, yeah. He gets executed because he basically marries, um, I think it's like a Chinese woman, which is kind of like taboo back back then during World War II. And his own soldiers basically execute him. But you see like the bullet 
the bullets hit him everywhere, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's so, pretty uh, gnarly. So after he ends up fighting everybody at the dojo, I guess he decides, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to protect this this daughter, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. And this is when, this is where, I think this is where I really get lost because all of a sudden new characters start popping up. There. Yeah, this is where you, I think you start getting a lot of like, now you have like these these uh, these killers or these three assassins that have their own special specialty basically. Yeah, and they're all coming after Sony Chiba now mm-hmm. to get the daughter. So I think he goes and, back to Hong Kong in the scene, and then this is where you get like the introduction of um, this is like where the Yakuza finally start attacking him. And they yeah, because this is good. Oh, I was gonna say they just go to this bar, and then you meet like a blind samurai, a strong man, and then a guy who's like an expert the, with a knife. That blind samurai is supposed to be a reference off uh, Zatuichi. Stanley Z- Z- Zatuichi. <laughs> Yeah, Stanley is at <laughs> So, and it's kind of weird. This next, like, I don't need to for, like fast forward to the movie. Oh no, it's totally yeah. It's all just it's all just like here's a fight, here's a fight, here's a fight. Yes, the next like forty five minutes of this movie are just like excuses for everybody to, for uh, Sunny Chiba to fight everybody. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And that's all my notes are: fights in a hallway, fights on the street. Right. Um, yeah. So. One of the scenes that coming up is they have a big fight in a hallway, and this is when we get the awesome uh, skull break. Yeah. Well, this is uh, I think it's a skull break, isn't it? Or no, the yeah. skull break. The skull break doesn't come until that's, uh, that's when the, the get, that's when he's the, in the ravine. That's when the uh, oh, the skull breaks outside. Yeah, yeah you're right. The, yeah. the claw picks up the car and chops him into the ravine. Uh, no, that's I, right. th- a- I think he um, it's he he fights that strong man and uh, like the it's like a circus strong man. It looks like. But oh I think, yeah, I think yeah, he, yeah. Doesn't he pluck his eyes out? Or yeah, is this in the hallway you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then following this right after is when they fight in the ravine. Correct? I believe yeah, it's, so. I I yeah yeah it is it is <laughs> sorry yeah it gets a little it, it gets a little jumbled because like again it's, it's just, a hard movie to follow. It's a succession like of just scenes because what really matters is like the key scenes of like, um, you know, like the when he goes to rescue, it's like the rescue attempt. And then like the last scene on the freighter, those are kind yeah. of like the key scenes in this movie and like the dojo well, as well. I don't think it's that it's hard to follow. I think it's just hard to remember. Like they're like just said, trying- I watched this five days ago and I actually, I really, can't no, remember. I, I, yeah. I had a hard time following it while watching it. I just feel like it's, I like this movie. It's just, it's too, it's, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. No, I, I know what you're, I know what you're saying. It's, it's rare, but, uh, Back in the day, I used to write down literally like the entire plot, plot points, you know, point by point, to try and get through movies. And this is like I don't usually do that now, but I had to do it for this movie where I had to like try and plot it, kind of like in a outline format, so I could try to figure out the the order of this movie. Exactly, yeah, and that's how I feel. And I feel like that's why I keep getting jumbled up in my notes. No, um, but with this scene in the ravine, I think is the coolest shot. Oh, it's awesome. When- Sony Chiba jumps up in the air and he punches a guy in the skull, but from the top of his skull down. He like, and then he, gives, I think he like, just a, elbows him, doesn't he? He just elbows him in the. In is the it an elbow? I think so. Okay. And, and um, then he gives like this really cool like X-ray look. Yeah, and then the guy basically spits up blood and he's dead immediately. But what's cool is that they basically employ the same uh, like special effect in the Jet Li movie from 2000 called Romeo Must Die. There's a lot okay. of um. There's a lot, like maybe three scenes that they do in that movie where Jet Li punches somebody like in the head, and it's like the same thing where you see like the spinal cord breaking each vertebrae, 
and it's just showing like the bone breaking kind of like in a in a special way i guess oh kind of like I, mortal, mortal Kombat. yeah it's essentially yeah. it's, it's essentially like those newer games where they do like the combos and you see like the slow motion bone breaking they do the same thing in romeo must die basically oh, okay i got you I like. I kind of wish though they would have saved this for the very end. That would have been awesome if that was like the final like blow, like yeah. to the, the main villain where they like. Well, I guess it's it would be weird because like in the in the last scene he basically rips that guy's throat out, uh, road roadhouse style. Um, I know. I I which I don't like. I'm not a fan. of Yeah, I wish it would have been like more devastating, like a more devastating uh kill you know like more devastating to the the main villain i guess yeah like and, no way yeah like, like yeah and that's why i agree the skull would have been so much cooler at the end yeah do yeah. the do the threat rip for this this random henchman but then do the skull break for the main the main main villain well that's actually that's bringing us up to our next um um scene that's kind of shocking is that they go to kidnap the daughter and sonny chiba shows up again and this is when Sony Chiba actually tears off a man's penis. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. I guess... Who hasn't done this before? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is disgusting. Uh, I think this this is guy disgusting. pops up. This guy pops up earlier, actually, because this, um, they show him earlier when um, when Terry sells the daughter to that sex ring, and it does like a yeah. hard cut. It's like a very very hard scene to watch because you see like this group of people basically rape her. And yeah. this guy, this guy in the blue suit is the one that does it. And then he pops up again later after they kidnapped the oil, uh, oil baron's daughter. And this time he gets his dick ripped off. Dude, this is like ridiculous, though. <laughs> ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. <laughs> the ridiculous scene. <laughs> um, his name is Rick and his dick I don't even know, like, I can't comprehend. Compre- okay, the only, the only thing I don't like about this movie is the throat rip out mm-hmm. and the ripping of body parts. Yeah, because I'm just like, okay, like, is it super strength or like, what is it? It's just kind of like, it's too, it's almost too I much. I think they're, a, they're, I mean, they, I feel like Kill Bill uh, Volume 2 does a callback specifically to this movie because he does uh or uh uma thurman essentially does this to like yeah but i feel like an eyeball would be easier to rip off like than an entire like i don't appendage. know i don't know like, yeah, i guess i guess hardcore. he's i guess he's ripping through i mean he probably has like that little slit in the boxers so he probably just reached reach through that <laughs> <laughs> he might just that's like, that. <laughs> dude that's why you gotta wear briefs man yeah, you can't wear boxers yeah you, you can't wear make, the briefs you can't make it easy access <laughs> You know how many times he would probably have to grab if it was briefs? Like, like, oh man, he's like the elastic. Hey, stand still. Underwear's stand still, I gotta grab it. Stand still. I'm trying to do something here. Hey, this guy's playing with my noodle. <laughs> this is this is your bodyguard? Yeah. Your bodyguard so after, feels so good. <laughs> so after he ends up uh, decapitating, oh, castrating this guy, um, he says a line to Sonny Chiba says a line to the daughter mm-hmm. and I can't remember exactly what it was, but he's like, he's like, don't act like he's like, I just saved you. He's like, don't act like a spoiled lady. Ooh. And there's a uh, lot of scenes in this movie that the girls are like very weak characters. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. They, but can I comment on this really quick before we get deeper into this? Sorry. Okay. As he says it to her, I think he touches her face. Like, okay. right, like right after. He <laughs> I don't know. Oh, gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
There was, a, it was either that or like there's an eyeball scene later on. There's where a he like plucks out eyeball eyeballs. Yeah, and he like touches the girl's face, and I'm just like, you, you can see the slight <laughs> the slight trail of blood rolling down her face. Oh yeah, so sorry, but yeah, I, I know what you mean by like the women are like. It's it's kind of weird because like the first woman character we see in the movie is portrayed as like an actual strong woman character. Oh yeah, she yeah like, fighting she the starts, dude. Yeah, she starts kicking ass. But like immediately yeah, I know following, she gets sold into sex slavery and then raped uh, violently. Yeah, it's it's very the the women characters very back and forth because the women baroness is like or the baroness is kind like, of um, she's she's this damsel in distress. Yeah, she's the damsel in distress, basically. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't think I like it. I feel like um, I think that's why female characters. Weren't there strong, stronger female characters in uh, End of the Dragon? Um, um, <laughs> I don't uh, think his so. Sister. Yeah, his. Oh his yeah, the sister. sister yeah, she she totally kicks butt in that movie. Well, and then yeah. plus the um, not the FBI agent, but the uh, the girl who was undercover that worked there, the blonde. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. was it yeah. Mei Ling? Yeah. So I feel like that movie had stronger female characters, and this is like the complete opposite. Actually, yeah. this movie is like an alternate version of Enter the Dragon. I feel like. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, just because, like, you got Bruce Lee and Sony Chiba, who are both like, you know, they're both um, for different forms of fighting, mm-hmm. but um, Bruce Lee is more kind of um, like Buddhist, isn't he? Like Buddhist ways. Uh, is I'm sorry. Right? Are you talking about Bruce Lee or? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be like a Buddha, like a Shaolin, basically. Is like the temple he's at, which are yeah. Like... And then you got Sony, and then Chiba is like Street Fighter, technically. Oh yeah, he's well, it's, and he, so it's, it's he, Chinese he, and Japanese, right? Yeah, it's Chinese boxing mixed with karate, and it's basically also like fight as dirty as you can to win the fight. And I think somebody even brings that up. He's like, I don't care, like you know, do whatever it takes to win. I just yeah, and it's just weird. I feel like these movies are so completely opposite as far as different sides of the spectrum. Yeah, right, right. So uh, Sony Chiba ends up getting captured, and he ends up getting captured. And is it because of his friend that he turned him in? Um, is that what happens right here? He gets sitting on the he gets ganged up on because he tells uh, his sidekick Rakuda to take the girl and like get out of there. He can hold hold the people off, but he ends up getting ganged up captured and then uh, i think starts fighting one of the main uh i think he's like the leader of the yakuza or the mafia or something but yeah. then that lady lady yakuza who pops up stops the fight and then captures terry and then as he's captured rakuda shows back up and then essentially reveals the uh like he's not intentionally revealing he's doing it to save terry's life he reveals the location of the girl and that's how she gets captured again Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay, and I, that's I, why and that's why Terry's like you're a disgrace, blah blah. blah. And Rakuta's like Terry, no Terry. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sony Chiba ends up getting launched into the water. Oh, that's awesome! That um, scene is great. <laughs> I like yeah, I like, like how you said launch though. Like, he does kind of get like, launched though. <laughs> it makes it sound like he was like on a slingshot. Yeah. Like, ah! Well, when I play it back in my head, all I can think of is the scene from Mac and Me. When the kid's going <laughs> off. <laughs> nice. Um, but his his buddy comes down, he checks on him, and Sonny Chiba's okay. And as he leaves, he tells his buddy, he's like, hey, don't cook chicken. What does that mean? Does he? What is that? A, yeah, he tells his buddy, don't cook chicken. I don't, and I don't know. That could have been, that, that a, a terrible dub, to be honest. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was, I, 
Dude, I don't remember this. He calls. Okay, I mean, well, it's that same scene where he calls Rakuda. He's like, "You're not a man, but a miserable crawling cockroach," you know. And it's just like, "Oh man, it's brutal." But yeah, I do not remember that chicken scene. Don't cook he tells chicken. him as he as he leaves him. He's like, "Don't cook chicken." So, yeah. I I'll look it up. I think I'll, that's I'll a, out that's a terrible podcast. message to say because chicken's actually pretty good for you. Yeah, no, I I, I think we all like chicken, and I, I think too. it's pretty popular. Yeah, so yeah, no, I think you're right. So the movie continues. <laughs> <laughs> As the movie continues, um, Sony Chiba's buddy ends up actually. Um, what's going on right here? Where they're fighting on the dock? He is no, I think because I think in this part he's at like the he's just minding his own business, trying to get back to Tokyo, and I think this is where he gets ambushed by that blind samurai who's using all kinds of like methods to blind Terry to you know it's kind of exactly what you see in all the Zatoichi movies where he blinds his enemies so it's like bringing them down to his level you know and then okay. and then Rakuda uh, shows up on his motorcycle even though I think it'll try to like surprise you in this scene because there's like a guy in the with a helmet and he's dressed pretty like you don't know who it is he's riding up to kind of distract the samurai and then the samurai ends up killing this dude and it's revealed that it's actually Rakuda so yeah, so it's revealed who it uh, to be his buddy, and then he ends up dying, and then honestly, for the rest of this movie, I feel like there's just a big fight on the dock, and then there's a big fight in the boat. Am I wrong? No, that's correct because I think it's like uh, Rakuda loves Terry so much that he's bummed that he let him down, and then Terry's like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm bummed, bummed that he's dead now." So it's like time to go get revenge and save this girl. And then it pretty much just leads into this boat sequence where he's just kicking all sorts of ass. Yeah, it, it is a good last 10 minutes of this movie. It's pretty solid. And it's good. Yeah, that it's kind it, of it's a it's oh, a cool location. Though, yeah. too. I feel like I like the freighter. It's very cinematic and they make it. So it it's is. like really close and compact. So it's like you're really he's really getting into the fights and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And I think I like the movie. It has some slow parts, but I feel like mm-hmm. it picks up really good. This last like 10, 15 minutes. Like, yeah. So the boat seems awesome. I'm I'm into it. I'm following it. But then it starts to rain on top of that. Oh yeah. And dude, it makes it look so cinematic. It is so it's cool. cool looking. It looks just like that scene in uh Last Crusade Last Crusade, Last Crusade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Last Crusade where he's uh doing that flashback as a kid and it cuts back and he's dude, on that, that freighter. Good, yeah, good call, Hans. Yeah, good reference. And that's an awesome scene because it's again yeah, it's it cinematic. Yeah. yeah. Iconic. And how do you feel? How do you guys feel about this this final fight sequence? I think it's pretty good. I mean, it's not, yeah. I, I think I think all the stuff leading up to it's it's way better. I liked seeing him go go through each henchman one by one and just like I especially like the part where he's tossing those guys. He tosses like three people off the ledge of that freighter and they all smash into the ground. Especially yeah. when, especially when that third guy hits the ground, you see the impact and his head explodes. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so no, insane. I, 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 I think my feelings is with this, with his final fight is he already kicked this guy's ass. So it's like, why couldn't he just do it again? Right, right. And he gets a help from his sister. And that's kind of like doing a callback because I think when the something with the sister interacting with Terry, I think they meet up before this at some point. And uh, he says, like, oh, my sister's willing to die for me no matter what. And this is kind of like doing a callback where uh, the sister has Terry, like, in a bear hug, essentially. And she's telling her brother to stab him with the sigh, which she eventually does, which is kind of like a cheap, your cheap shot moment, which you get, like, in almost every single 
fight scene in any more yeah. movie. Doesn't say yeah. I feel like the last scene had it not been raining would have been very forgettable. Yeah, 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 but yeah. That's true. That rain. Adds it's a, a good. Lot to it's it. a good. It's a basically. It's a good set piece for a fight, essentially. Yeah, yeah. 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 So after this huge battle, uh, Sony Chiba ends up ripping the main villain's throat out. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been cooler in the movie. I think this this would have been perfect for the Skull Crush. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. The more we talk about it, I definitely think that would have been the way to go. Yeah. Um, but he ends up killing him, ripping out his throat, and then he just kind of stands there exhausted in the rain. As it's literally, like the- it, it's literally just the end of the movie. It just hard cuts to uh, the end, and then uh, like see the street, the return of the Street Fighter, which I guess they filmed the same year. Yeah, it oh, came okay. out the same year. Yeah, it was also. Um, I think it's also 1974. It's cool because it's just like it's an end of part one. I've never seen a movie end like this. Where right. It's just kind of like uh, it, it ends like a like a, a movie serial. You, you know what? I, you know what I wish? Like, you know what I wish they did here is that they did that uh, after the end of Back to the Future Part Two, where you get like the whole montage of uh, Back to the Future Part Three, and you're like gets you yeah, yeah. for the yeah. next movie. They should have done that with the Return of the Street Fighter. Yeah, there you go, dude. I will say, watching this now and realizing that. At the beginning of True Romance, when Christian Slater goes to see it, mm-hmm. and Patricia Arquette walks in, and she's like, "What's happened so far?" It's the end of the movie. Yeah, that she that she yeah, walks. Like, yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> but it I is the cool. I, I didn't put that together. Yeah, it is the coolest scene of the movie. So of course you're going to showcase the coolest scene. Yeah. But um, that Street Fighter from 1974, Hanta. Let's start off with you. What would you grade this? I think I'm going to give it a. Uh... Like no joke, I think we can give it like an A minus. I think this is like a hardcore martial arts movie that's pretty badass to watch. Matt, what about you, bud? I'm gonna give it a B plus. I think it was like I think I loved it for its like rawness and uh, I really like the anti hero mm-hmm. aspect of Sonny Chiba in this, where he's just this he's kind of a piece of shit and yeah, dude. <laughs> it's no holds barred. <laughs> And uh, they don't try to like fix his behavior or oh, like there's no redeeming him. value. If he died, yeah. it's like okay, yeah, it's I mean yeah. that's too expected of this character. But yeah, he's just like a hardcore uh, fighter, basically. I would say the closest to him would be like if you ever watched um, uh, Michael Caine and Get Carter. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That movie's awesome. Like, what a piece of shit, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I think if I had to go, I think I'm gonna give it a C plus. Um, I have a real weird like love hate relationship with this movie. Like, I like a lot of aspects about it, but then there's a lot of things I don't like. I think it's mm-hmm. um, a little like I said, too many characters. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of long for an hour and a half movie. I feel like, but like I said, there's a lot of things I, I like about I wonder, it too. I wonder if your opinion would change if you actually watched the the same version Matt did because I feel like maybe a lot of stuff got lost in translation due to the the terrible dubbing and the terrible I, uh, lackluster I subtitling. Think so too. Yeah, I think oh, so it's, too. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, I, I will rewatch it at some point. I'm not in any hurry to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm yeah. definitely enticed to come back and watch it, though. And I want to watch the rest of the series. I, say, I, I tell you what, I'm already on board with watching Return of the Street Fighter, although I probably won't seek it out on Amazon because it's a total, like, somebody set up their, their uh, camcorder in front of a TV and recorded this, uh, Return of the Street Fighter. Now, honestly, Amazon is really weird like that sometimes. There's movies that are on there, and they're just, like, garbage transfers. It's awful. The Return of the Street Fighter. Yeah. I, I watched, like, the first two minutes. I was like, ah, this is unwatchable. I can't do it. 
it's almost like nobody's screening them and making sure that they're okay. It's almost like you could uh, like literally capture um, or literally like tell on the copyright uh, whoever's in charge of like the copyright department and like totally bust Amazon for for doing legal copies of uh, these movies. All right, so real quick, if you had to rank the three movies we watched this month, what would you rank them? Hanto, I'll start off with you real quick. As far as like uh, funness or martial artsness, uh, I would say probably Street Fighter, End of the Dragon, and Kung Fu Hustle. Okay. What about you, Matt? What would you rank the three? I'm going to repeat uh, Hanto's. I actually like Street Fighter a lot better than End of the Dragon. And I think part of that is okay. because I've seen End of the Dragon so many dang times. I've only seen this one other time, and this was like, 15 years ago or yeah about 14 years ago or whatever and so i think yeah that, that i was a lot and i was like pleasantly surprised by street fighter i didn't think it was going to be as like as great as it was mm-hmm. for me um i like i can't remember my grading by the way for enter the dragon i like enter the dragon like but a, watching a it this time and oh was it so it was a higher grade than i gave this i think so <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll have to change that, but uh, End of the Dragon's really good, but yeah. I, I feel like as far as Street Fighter goes, the action sequences are better in Street Fighter right. than they are in End of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. I would think, I think mine might be, and I'm not the one that's supposed to be different, but I think I might say Kung Fu Hustle, End of the Dragon, and Street Fighter. Okay. Um, like I've said in all the podcasts, it's just not my genre. Yeah. And um, I think Kung Fu Hustle was able to bring that genre to me. And then I, I liked all three movies. I think we had a pretty good month with our picks. So um, we definitely better than last time, year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But um, yeah, that's going to wrap up uh, Martial Arts Month. Uh, if you have any requests, let us know. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook or Hanta. You can hit us up at cinemacultpodcast at gmail.com. And um, for April, we're going to do our long awaited superhero month. We got me picking Green Lantern. We got Matt picking Watchmen. And then we got Hanto picking, what's your pick? Oh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, Batman and yeah. Robin. We're, we're concluding that saga of Batman movies that we started like in year one. So yeah, we'll finally finish that up. And then in May, we'll have a whole other group of movies to talk about. Uh, but in the meantime, we hope you're being safe and taking the right precautions. We hope everybody's enjoying the show through these times. Um, we enjoy doing it. We hope you like listening to it. So thank you so much. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>